And hello to you out there. I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. And you're listening on the internet. You're listening in a streaming audio, in a podcast, however you're doing it, fine. If you're on BART and you start chuckling at some of the calls, people look at, like, look at you like you're weird. Yeah, they will. But you tell them, you know what I'm doing? I'm listening to the Len Tillum Show, and you can get it on iTunes, or you can get it at his webpage, lentillum.com. You can download it, and you should give him some stars. You can rate me up to five stars. How you like the show on iTunes. The more ratings I get, the more publicity. Well, you, you know the story. Tell a friend. Okay, when I get the phone lines in, we'll take live calls. In the meantime, we're doing best of calls, really good ones. I enjoy them. The law is still accurate. We've checked them out. I'm putting this show out every day. Let's start the show. Gregory, Len Tillum, how come you're calling a lawyer from Santa Clara, Gregory? Hi, Len. Love your show. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. I had a hair transplant done a number of months ago. uh, Well, what is that? Describe what a hair transplant is for us. Because I'm a bald guy. uh, Say again? I'm a bald guy. I'm bald. What do you do with a hair transplant? Yeah, I heard that about you. Yeah. Well, what you do is you take the hair from the side of the head and surgically remove it. They call that the donor area. And then they transplant it to the top of your head where the balding area is. Right. So it looks like you got like a rug sewn into your head. You got this weave. It looks terrible, right? No. Well, after what this guy did to me, it looks terrible. But uh, in normal circumstances, the way it's supposed to turn out, it's supposed to look natural. It's growing right out of your hair. It's your own hair, and it's uh, fantastic. So what happened with you? The guy screwed up. How did he screw up? Well, uh, first of all, the results were very poor. I got very poor results on the top of my head where I was expecting good results. And in addition to which, he butchered the donor area. How much did Uh, all this cost you? Oh, good golly. I'd say around the whole thing, around $6,000. Yeah. All right. Now, I'm looking, by the way, all of you, if you want, David Fowler, you can Google uh, photos of actor Jeremy Piven, J-E-R-E-M-Y-P-I-V-E-N, and they got pictures of him and the plugs and how it looks, you know. Look, this happened. He looked bad, or he looked. Good? It looks well. It's early, you know, and, and you can see the lines and the scars. But I guess his is working yeah. out. So, but here's the point: this happened 18 months ago, right? Yeah, approximately. Yeah. There's no case for two reasons. First of all, you blew the one-year statute of limitations. You got to sue a doctor within one year of the screw-up. Well. Second, um, this was what's called cosmetic surgery, elective surgery. Mm-hmm. And the only way you could have a valid malpractice claim is if the cosmetic surgeon screwed up so bad, the skin fell off your head because it became so infected. Um, no, the fact that the scars don't uh, matter, I mean, did I, I, like I would bet order attack or something? I, look, if you look at open up People magazine, you can see photographs of celebrities who had surgery that, that, that went wrong. David, is Jeremy Piven's one a picture of one, one that went wrong? Is that what you're saying? Okay, yeah, David just showed me it went wrong. You got the scar all around his head. Um, so hair transplants, collagen injections in the lips, liposuction, breast augmentation, all of that stuff. I bet you sign something with the doctor that says this is, you know, elective surgery, cosmetic, and it may not work out. You, I did. Yeah, so, I, I mean, he warned you about it. There's a risk there. How, how well, old he, are you? He told me he wasn't worth a uh, uh, a flop, you know, a horse flop. I mean, that wasn't exactly on what I Wait, wait, mind. say that again? I, what? Say that what? 
Well, what I signed it didn't necessarily indicate that he, you know, this self-proclaimed hair guru wasn't worth a horse flop. Right, right, right. I mean, it 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 could go wrong. How old are you? Forty, uh, fifty-nine. Are you married? No, I'm lucky. Right. So you had. I'm a bald guy, and, and I'm yeah, close in age. You wait, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. Why did you do this? Was it going to help you get laid more? Well, what's the reason to get a hair transplant? Well, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, I'm not growing old very well between the ears. None of us are. We get old. That's what it's called. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that, but I thought yeah. you know, perhaps I could do something about it that was natural, and I wouldn't have to go out and buy you know, some phony-looking rug. No, no. What you do is you shave your head and you tell the women, you know, bald is in. You know, the arbiters of style, the ones who you know, know more about style and fashion and always look great are gay guys. Gay guys just... Len, Len, let me tell you. They shave their head. Yeah, when I shave my head, I look like I was hit, you know, by a B-52 strike. I I know. Look... That's the problem. You know, the... the, I understand. uh, I I do have a considered legal opinion. You better buy a baseball cap, because that's the only way I can help you. (laughs) Good luck, my man. So it goes. Len Tillum. He laughed, right? He laughed. The guy's got a sense of humor. And I did not knock gay guys. Um, don't write me letters. What I said was gay guys know style and they're sharp and they know what's going on and they shave their heads, right? Hey, Greg, tell us what's going on in Napa. How come you're calling a lawyer? Hi, Len. Thank you. Um, okay. Here's a story. My grandmother is 84 years old and she is quite frail and elderly and can no longer care for herself and has gone into a nursing home. Uh, as you know, nursing homes are very expensive, and so my mother and my aunt, who have power of attorney, have rented my grandmother's house to, uh, I think it's like five tenants, something like that. Now, it's a very nice, large house. Every bedroom has its own bathroom, so they're able to you know, to rent individual rooms with a common kitchen and yada, yada, yada. Well, when, renting to, when, when choosing renters, I really don't think that my mother and my aunt did any type of screening, and it turns out that it's a bunch of hippies, and they all have their pot cards. They pay their rent they, on time, though? They pay the rent, yes. Okay, and they, they smoke the pot. And they smoke pot, and they grow pot, and they all have their cards. And actually, my mother said that they could, in fact, grow pot there as long as they did it... Uh, uh, like uh, legally, not over the amount of plants that they're legally allowed to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're growing it outdoors, not in the garage. They didn't turn the garage into a tropical forest. Outdoors, right? It's outdoors, so there's no risk of like burning the house down and stuff like that. All right, and, you know, you know in Napa, listen, it's not in Na- the house. In a, sorry, go ahead. I was going to tell you, in Napa County, if you have a pot card, you can grow six mature plants, twelve or twelve immature plants, and you can have eight ounces of pot per person. So you got five pot cards. They could be growing 30 plants, but they're not. They're only growing... Anyway, it doesn't matter. What happened to the pot plants? So it's 12 plants. And as far as I know, they're not breaking the law. They're not. um, My mother and my aunt go over there, and they see 12 mature pot plants. They're like six, eight feet tall, you know, uh, you know, buds on them, all ready to harvest. And it's like, you know, if you put a value on that on the street, it'd be a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So anyways, they just 
go on the property, don't give 24 hours notice or anything, saying they're coming or anything. They just go over there and rip out 12 pants, throw it in the truck, and drive out. Ugh. And these people are pissed. I can imagine they've been growing them. You grow these plants. I know growers. I in Sonoma County, in my town, a lot of people grow pot, and then you fall in love with them. You know, you water them, you take care of them, you well, talk to them. Very, it's a very scientific setup. It's all computer controlled watering, and you know, it's you know they do it right. And they, they really probably spent right. a fortune on chemicals and fertilizers and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? they don't even use dirt. They use this uh, cocoa. I don't even know. Yeah, anyway, they, all right. So they're pissed, right? They're pissed. And they're telling me now that they did not violate the rules that they were permitted to grow these plants when they moved in. They are not breaking the law because they have their pot cards. Right. And that they are, have been violated. And now that they are, quote, medicine has been stolen, they have to go out and replace it and buy it. Yeah. Street value, and now they are saying that they are going to sue my mother and my aunt for, you know, stealing, or I guess, I don't know. Let me tell you something. They can. <clears throat> there was a case in Mendocino County a few years ago where the police sealed this medicinal marijuana illegally. They seized the medicinal marijuana illegally, and the appellate court ordered the cops to give it back. This is a property right. The marijuana is theirs. It's property. It's enforceable in the California courts, believe it or not. So they can sue your mother and her aunt for conversion. That's a form of theft. And the court could order your mother to pay back the value of the marijuana. I bet you get, a, what, a pound, pound and a half of marijuana from every big plant, I would imagine. You know? Well, I don't know. And don't pot, know. pot sells in those this marijuana clubs for about four, 450 bucks an ounce. Um, yeah, it, it was good uh, stuff from what I hear, too. So I don't know. I don't smoke weed, but I don't, I, you know, I don't think it's a big deal. I really don't. You know, they're not hurting no one. And I, I, don't agree, think I agree with you. It's not illegal. They should have done one or two things, your, your aunt and your grandmother. They should have shut up and minded their own business. You know, they're not operating a grow room inside the house. Or they could have uh, given the tenants notice terminating their tenancy Throw them out and get new tenants. You can't just throw out your tenant's property like that. You got it? Yeah. All right. So it goes. Hey, thanks, Glenn. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Nikki in Belmont, Len Tillam. How come you're calling a lawyer, Nikki? Because I'm running into landlord issues. What kind of landlord issues? Um, yesterday, my sink backed up and filled with water and overflowed and covered my counter and my bathroom floor and pretty much damaged everything that was on my counter and under my counter, including the carpets. And I called maintenance. Maintenance came right up. And then we were examining and taking things off the counter and realized that all my stuff was damaged. So I told the maintenance guy that I was going to head down to the landlord and talk to him and see how I can get repaid for all of my damaged property. Now, you're and a tenant in this... How many apartments in this building? Um, there's three floors, probably about six on each floor. And what caused your bathroom sink to overflow? That's really important. Um, he, the maintenance guy assumed that it was a clog either above me or below me. Okay, so... You went to your landlord and you said, hey, you know, all my stuff got ruined. I have to throw. How much damage are we talking about anyway? What do you think? Um, just under $400. And that $400 
you're not talking about the floor or the rugs. The landlord's no, taking care of not that. Not at all. You're talking yeah. about your stuff. What kind of stuff of yours got ruined? Uh, my blow dryer, all my curling irons, my anything electrical that was on the counter or under the counter. Anything that makes you helps you be even more beautiful, right? <laughs> exactly. I we am, have a lot of those. Oh, good. Especially girls. <laughs> yes. So, um, here's the story. You gave. David, the quote from your lease. Tell us what happened when you went to your landlord and say, hey, you ruined my stuff, pay up. What did he say? Um, he said, you can't talk to me. You're, pretty, you're going to have to go through your renter's insurance. I, I'm really sorry, but I, have, I, don't, I can't help you. Right. And then I looked at my renter's insurance. My deductible is you know, pretty high, higher than the amount of my damaged property. And so I formed an email, sent it to the landlord, and he emailed me back and said, that he wasn't responsible to the damage to my personal items. Right. What, what it says in your lease, you gave this quote to David. Let me let me read it for the audience. Sure. It says, resident, that you understand and you agree. This was in your lease, and that's a contract. You understand and agree that the landlord does not have any liability or damage, for damage or loss to your personal property, except when caused by the landlord's negligence, uh, intentional wrongful action or violation of the law. So he didn't do it on purpose, you know, and he didn't violate any laws. Drains get clogged. In order to sue the landlord, you have to prove negligence. And that means in English, you have to prove that the landlord didn't maintain the plumbing system in a reasonable manner. For example, if um, it got plugged because the woman above you, you know, threw eight tampons into the toilet or something like that. You know what I mean? That's not the yeah. landlord's fault. If right. it got plugged because the landlord doesn't maintain the property, um, in other words, if it was plugged because it's something out of the landlord's control, like the upstairs neighbor stuff, the drain, you don't have a case. Right. But okay. if the problem was caused by the failure to do any plumbing, plumbing maintenance at all, you might win in small claims court. So you have to show it was his fault. You got it? Right. The, yeah. The apartment above me is vacant at the moment, mm-hmm. and they just gutted it and remodeled, and they had our water turned off on Tuesday, and this happened yesterday. I would say, then, that here's what I would say. It's his fault because the plumbers he called, hired, did something wrong or something dropped into it. You know, they might have got mm-hmm. plaster into it or something like that happened. It was fine until they started working with it. And I didn't do anything. So clearly it's his fault. You're talking about $400 worth of damage, right? Yeah. What do you do for a living, Nikki? Uh, I'm an administrative coordinator. How old are you? 23. Do you have time? It's going to take half a day in court. You know, you got to go to court. Do you have time to do all this? And you may uh, not possibly. win. Okay. Well, you're in Belmont, right? That's Santa Clara County? Yeah. Go. Uh, it's San Mateo County. Oh, excuse me. San Mateo County is Belmont. Go to the San Mateo County Small Claims Court webpage. Get a uh-huh. small claims court form. You can fill it out online. And then have it served on him. If you win the case, it's probably going to cost you 25 to 50 bucks to do service and filing. It's not that expensive. When you win the case, you'll get your costs back. Okay? Sounds good to me. Are you on a month-to-month or you have a lease? I have a lease. How long is your lease for? Um, it's up on uh, April 30th. Next year. Up next year. Yeah, I, I, you know, he's not. I don't think he's. He can't throw you out before. And um, if you want to do it, you can do it. And I don't, you know, you like the place? 
Or yeah, it's it's well kept. Do you um have roommates? No. Only okay. You're living there alone. How much is the rent, by the way? Uh, thirteen hundred. Okay, I understand all that. I got it, Nikki. If you want to sue him in small claims court, call me back. I'll help you with the papers, but they're pretty self-explanatory. Okay. You got it. Good. Thank you so much. Brad, Lent Tillum. Yes, sir. How come you're calling a lawyer from Pacifica, Brad? <laughs> well, you know what? I didn't have much option because, Len, I was uh, kind of misled. I've, I've kind of been dragged through the system unknowingly. It's like jumping over a wall. I, I didn't know what I was jumping into. What what happened? I don't know. What's going on? Oh, okay. Well, back on the Memorial Day evening, uh, we had a little argument. Who's we? My wife and I. What, what were you arguing about? We were arguing about the heater being turned on excessively. And I told her, please, would you just grab a, a blanket or could you get a uh, sweatshirt on, you know, if you're cold? And then. Uh, wait, 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 wait a second. Oh, Pacifica. It's ice cold yeah. in Pacifica on Memorial Day, right? Well, it's like a 55 degrees. Not for me. I'm well insulated, but she's uh, a little smaller. And uh, so, anyways, uh, a little bar- bit of an argument ensued. And then. Uh, you know, I went in and I said, well, I'm going to sleep in the guest bedroom tonight so I could have some of this heat. And uh, started clearing off the bed because she had a bunch of laundry down there. And then she grabbed me and then I grabbed her and I shook her by the shoulders and threw her on the bed, walked out of the room. And then I broke a uh, room divider, one of those wicker room dividers that was sitting in the uh, hallway. You mean and you, then went down. you kicked it because you were just upset. Well, let me ask. I was, was upset. Yeah, it was I more... Was here you are fighting with your wife over a, how long you've been married, Brad? Twenty three years. How old are you, you old fart? How old are you? I'm 50, 54. Exactly, and, and you know you ain't eighteen. So it's Memorial Day weekend. You've been drinking a little bit. You're a little no, st- no, 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 nothing, no drugs, no alcohol. It's just when I've had a what I we were separated for about seven years, and during that time, I used I didn't even use a heater. My bills were maybe. Fifty dollars a month or something. Now it's up to around three hundred, and those kind of things bother me because I live downstairs. I don't even use the heat that she's turning on anyway. But nevertheless, I was probably wrong by by getting upset. Uh, no, no, it's okay to get upset. People get upset. What you shouldn't do is shaking her by the shoulders, throwing her on the bed, breaking the room divider. Right. So what? She called the cops. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she called the cops, and you got arrested. And then what happened? Then I went to jail, Redwood City, stayed in jail. Nobody communicated to me and said, uh, hey, if you stay in here for a certain amount of time, you could be let out under your own recognizance. How much was the bail bond? $2,500. Right. You, in other words, they had you on a $25,000 bail. Wait, Memorial yes. Day was a Monday, right? Yes, it was. And had they taken you into court on Tuesday morning, probably, you would have been OR'd because you don't have any prior records, Right. Right, right. But you took one look at that disgusting, filthy jail and all the criminals there and how yeah. filthy it is, and you said, get me out of here, and you were happy to give a bondsman one-tenth of the bail, 2500 right? Right. Okay. But nobody, but nobody explained to me and said, hey, if you just stay here a couple more hours, you'll be all hard. Yeah. yeah. I, I, nobody, but, nobody communicated that to me. They're not there to communicate nothing. They're there to lock you up, tell you to shut up. And uh, s- yeah. stare at the lunatic who's next to you. Yeah, they think I'm the worst criminal possible. The only thing they tell you when you go to jail is if you're taking a shower and you drop the soap, don't pick it up. That's what they, That's the only thing you should know. But okay, you got out, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Old joke. Uh, 
take an eighty dollar taxi ride home to Pacific at four o'clock in the morning. Uh, then and your wife. There's no restraining order on you. You know, you get arrested for domestic violence. They say, don't go home. Right. So, but that, that didn't come until I went to court, of course, which was probably, let's see. Gosh, if I go back. Oh, they said, oh, no, they said, yeah, you cannot go without a feet of her. Uh, but they didn't say at home or work or anything else. Wait a minute. If she, wait, wait a second. If she's home and you can't be with a hundred feet of her, unless you got a mansion, you can't go into the house. You know. Correct. That's exactly right. I worked for a reputable phone company, and I needed to get my van. I needed, you know. I just say, so. Oh, where, where are you living now? Oh, I'm still in the house with her. Are you violating the court order? No, sir. That's way over. I'm going to. Uh, Finger management courses. I've been through the court system. I've hired a lawyer for two thousand five hundred dollars, and I've seen him three times in court. So this is five hundred a pop. Five hundred a pop is cheap. So what's the question? I, I got it. This has been a misery. You lost your temper. You're blaming your wife because yeah. she shouldn't have called the cops. Is that what you're talking? Why are you calling you know, me? No, I'm I'm calling you because is there any way that I can uh, recuperate some of this money? You mean, uh, I mean, we get some money back. Because you mean get, well, let's go through it. Get the bail bonds back? No. No, uh, you can't get that back. Uh, don't sue your wife. It's not her fault. The lawyer money. Are you kidding? You would have better luck getting the money back from a big gorilla of a bail bondsman than getting it back from a little five foot two lawyer. They don't give up yeah. money. What else would you like? And, oh, yeah, maybe you can get your cab fare back. You, back. Your cab fare, that was a You ain't getting nothing back, all right? all right? You know, it used to be, it used to be you could beat your wife or your kids with a stick, and yeah. it was okay if the stick wasn't any thicker than your thumb. Okay. But uh, they don't do that. We don't live in that world now. Um, right, right. You get mad at your wife, you can't put your hands on her. And cops take. I will never do that again. No, not that the ang- not that the anger management did that much good. It's that it hits you in the pocketbook. How many days could she have heated the room to your wife? One twenty. The money it cost you in bail bonds could have heated the room to hundred and ten degrees and held Bikram yoga classes there. It would have been cheaper to start a Bikram studio. All right. Um, good luck to you, Brad. Keep your temper under control. Hey, don't be a schmuck. Ken in Union City, Len Tillum. What are you calling a lawyer for, Ken? Hi, Len. Thanks for taking the call. I've got a legal liability question for you. Um, I'll give you a little bit of background. I'm not sure it's pertinent to the question. But uh, a few years ago, my son was uh, involved in a drunk driving accident where it was a solo accident. He ended up rolling rolling his car over and losing one of his arms in the accident. Say that Uh, again. Wait, he lost an arm in the accident? Yes, he did. How old is the kid? He's 21 now. Uh, so what was he like, 18, 19? Yes. Uh, please go on. And he's back on his feet, doing well, uh, ready to start looking for some employment, uh, whatever he can find. Um, so my wife now, not his mother, has an old car that we've had non-op. It, it runs, uh, but it's just sitting in the driveway collecting dust. And we're wondering if we sell it to him for a dollar, I suppose, um, can we, or do we have any legal liability once it's registered in his name 
um, and he carries his own insurance, is it possible uh, for us to be sued should he ever get in another accident of some sort? No, no. Whether you sell it to him for a dollar or you give it to him or sell it for fair market value, it's a gift. And um, you're not entitled to the car. It's his insurance. So um, even if, God forbid, he gets hurt or he gets in a serious accident, you're not going to get sued. If you're the owner on the car and, and somebody gets in an accident, you're responsible if it's called negligent entrustment. In other words, if, if you give your son keys to your car or anybody gives somebody keys to a car and says, here, drive home, and the guy is drunk, that's called negligent entrustment. If they get in an accident... Uh, you know, you're going to get, you're going to there'll be a damages and you'll, you'll lose the case. You'll get sued and you'll lose. You're responsible. Okay. But even if you own it and there's no negligent entrustment, somebody gets in an accident. If you're the owner of the car and somebody else is driving your car, even if it's not negligent entrustment, the owner usually gets sued along with the driver. But if you provide him with a car in his uh, name and he causes another, you know, accident collision, uh, I don't see how you could be responsible. But let me ask you a question. Is he responsible enough now for you to trust him driving and he wouldn't be drunk or intoxicated when he's driving? That's a good question, Len, and well, I, I can't answer it. Well, uh, you know, if the answer is no, I don't know if you're doing him a favor giving him a car unless you want to give him a car to go to AA meetings. So he's... Tw- wait, the kid's 21 now. He lost his arm. How... How much college? Does he have any college education or nothing? No, nothing. Does he want to go to college? Uh, no. You know, it's it, because he, mom and dad have basically put him on three hots and a cot, and that's it. You know, he gets no play money. Right. So he's finally coming around, understanding he's going to have to start providing for himself. I, I understand. You know, um, yeah. um, you know, kids who just graduate from high school have a very difficult time finding work, any kind of, you know, decent job now. And if you've got a disability where you've lost an arm, I bet you it's going to be even harder to find work. Well, I'm sure. But I want to, you know, at least, uh, you know, give him that avenue. Right. right. And you think you think he's... How do you find work without having a transportation? No, he's got to have a car to find a job and, and work. But he's still drinking, right? He does. Gets drunk a lot. You see, You know what I'm talking about. Drinks too much? Uh, well, not as much as before, in my opinion. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, you know, when somebody's an alcoholic, and you can be an alcoholic at 18, 19, or 50, there's no such thing as drinking a little bit, because sooner or later, usually sooner, you're going to get smashed anyway. You can't control your drinking. A normal person can have a drink, half a drink, leave it at the table, walk away. An alcoholic can't. I know what I'm talking about, so... He needs some alcoholic, you know, he's got to stop drinking altogether, and you have to decide whether or not you're doing him a favor by giving him a car. Got it? Got it. Okay, thank you. You see a kid gets disabled in an accident, he's got a drinking problem, a high school diploma. That kid's got a tough life ahead of him, I'll tell you that much right now. Those are the calls for today, but we're doing emails too. You can email me at lentillum.com. I work with three other lawyers. Here we are. We're still, I may not be on a radio station, but I'm still a lawyer. We still do trusts and estates and Medi-Cal planning and who gets your stuff when you die. I've got those people. We do a great job. Personal injury. Jim Gagan does a good job. And we answer emails. lentillum.com. Send me some emails. Listen what Kent wrote. 
Hey, Len, can I be sued because my 18-year-old daughter was at fault in an accident? She was living in our home, and she was covered under our insurance. Well, first of all, that's really important. If you've got kids or drivers anybody of any age, if you've got a driver living in your house and they're driving your cars, you better tell that insurance company because you can lend your, you could lend me your car. I don't live in your house, and I don't have to be listed on your policy. But if somebody's list, living in your house and you, oh, cheapo you, you're going to save a few bucks and not tell anybody, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. You've got to tell the insurance companies who are the other drivers in your house. And don't say, I won't let my kid drive the car because someday they'll get the keys. So this Kent's worried that the daughter got in an accident. She's listed. She lives with him. So, Kent, the fact that your daughter lives with you doesn't make you responsible for her driving. I mean, if your daughter or your friend is drunk, says, give me the keys. I want the keys. You know, some drunk voice and you give them the keys and they get in an accident. Your ass is grass. You're in a lot of trouble. But if you own the car she was driving, here's what goes on. You're going to get sued anyway, even though you're not responsible for the collision. The lawyers are looking for a deep pocket. If your daughter causes you know, an injury and you're not responsible for it, you didn't cause the injury, you're going to get sued because the driver of the car gets sued and the owner of the car. Um, and that, by the way, if you give the car to somebody who's drunk, it's called negligent entrustment. The idea here is responsible. Um, they're going to say you should have known your daughter wasn't a safe driver. But you've got insurance, and that's what counts. If you've got insurance, the insurance companies, who I don't like, have very good lawyers and do a really good job defending you. I don't like insurance companies. But if you own a car or a house, even if you're a tenant, you should have tenant, homeowner's insurance, and for sure car insurance. We'll talk about limits another time and under insurance. Good show today. Tell a friend. I'm on iTunes. Len Tillum. Please give me some stars. Five would be nice. Be generous. Listen to me at my webpage, lentillum.com. Send me emails. We're going to answer them. Good show today. Come back for the next one. Every day, Monday to Friday, we're doing a fresh show. Thank you.